Hey, it's Slidey to the Party. He's Bill Mudd. Then Ruth. I'm a public source today. He's a Mr. Summer. He also built chronologically through the Disney Decade section on the Disney Plus server, which you can't find on Disney Plus. But if you go to TardyPodcast.com over on the left hand side, you can find a link to that and click on that and you can just scroll through the 1950s. Whew, there's more and more steps every day. You guys just scroll on all, all the way over. Yeah, it's and, been like a couple of months, too, since they got rid of Disney through the decades on the service. Yeah. So I guess we might have to and just... They- just just resign ourselves to the fact that, like, yeah, the link on the Tardy of the Party homepage maybe the only way we're ever going to see that again, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then just keep scrolling until you find the plausible impossible. Which is towards the end of the you... 50s tier. We're actually getting close mm-hmm. to the end of the 50s. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. Uh, soon, soon, Walt, it, it, Walt will be dead. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I didn't think about that because he, he dies in, like, hey, 1966. So, yeah, we only have so much have... time for... Yeah. What was his funeral like? I don't think I've ever heard. Uh, they just exploded the body. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Kept the head, frozen, supposedly, exploded the body. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly the rumors of his... Is it that his entire body is frozen or that his head is frozen? What's the, 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 the pop? I don't know, man. It's various supposedly things, Supposedly sure. the rumors of that stem from him making a, like, a joking... Uh, like when he was on his deathbed, he made a joke about like uh, his brother Roy making a an animatronic version of himself that would stand on top of Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland and forever like over oversee the entire kingdom. And I think that's on hip just laughing. Yeah, and I, <laughs> and I guess it's that that anecdote which turned into well maybe he'll be frozen for all eternity. Actually, I'm not quite sure what is because. I uh, yeah. That's what a good if they had did like a Len a, a Lenin thing and just had his corpse at the entrance of Disneyland? Seriously, I'm kind of shocked that like, yeah. They they probably kept some of his hair so they can clone him someday. Someday. But yeah, no, I've never heard about like what is because I know the entire world lost their fucking mind when he died because it was Uncle Walt. He was the most popular person in Hollywood for thirty years. But yeah, I've never heard like it must have been a really tiny private funeral then because. Yeah, you never hear anyone with anecdotes about, like, I was at a Walt Disney's funeral and stuff. So it must have been a very private family uh, burial. You know? mm-hmm. I do. It is kind of sad, though, because I know also where he died. He died at a hospital that was overlooking, like, the Burbank studio where, you know, they actually made the cartoons. And there was a whole thing mm-hmm. where the night that Disney died, his brother Roy told everyone to keep the lights on overnight just so, you know, Walt had something to look at, you know, as he was dying and... I thought that was kind of morbid. If you're like pulling the midnight oil on whatever the hell they were making in 1966 when he died, and like knowing that like your boss is dying on a hill watching you work, it's a little like, anyway. Is Walt dead yet? Can we go home? Yeah, can we go home? Jesus, it's fucking Christ. We're not fucking worker ants. We go to families too. I don't think anyone's gonna be keeping lights on for us when we're dying in in then three decades, but. Yeah, so we're talking about... Three um, decades? Man, you're optimistic here. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're middle-aged working at you know Disney in, like, 1966, you know, it might last another 30 years. Maybe not, working Maybe. Thir- not working 30 years at Disney, but just on this earth as a human being. Uh, but yeah, we're not yeah, talking they about... Only, they only smoked six packs a day there. Back then, so. Maybe 20 years no. as opposed to 30 years, but... Yeah, we're to the, uh, we're we're uh, actually because we've been we've spent so much time in the 1950s tier of Disney through the decades collection, uh, we're getting uh, we're kind of running out of Disneyland episodes to talk about. Um, today we're talking about the episode "The Plausible Impossible." So, what got you choosing this? Nah, it was an accident line. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, we've we'll, <laughs> we'll, really we'll skipped over a couple things. Like, I think yeah. there was something about the Liberty Bell. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, oh, uh, I think, isn't that after it? Is it maybe? Oh, it's it's close I think to it's this. After it's something it. like yeah. The 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 Liberty Bell one, and there's another one. Let's put it this way: neither of us have talked about off. doing the Liberty Bell one. We could still do it, but like, yeah. There's two space ones that I would like to do. Mars um, and Beyond. Just because I just love that 1950s, you know, 50s, especially like the the super white Disney. Like this will be us in 1972, living on Mars. Love that shit. And I'm assuming that stuff is is what those two space episodes about. Yeah, but the the what we're talking about today. I've watched one of them. It's very dry. Yeah, because you had mentioned you had seen part of that. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll see. I haven't checked out Mars and Beyond yet. We'll <laughs> oh see. yeah. So, but yeah, we're talking about the impossible plausible today, which I guess was an episode 
that aired on Halloween Day 1956. It's all about... It's another episode where Disney's just talking about animation. Mm-hmm. Um... And kind of just talking about it's a, the, the the thesis of casually holding up his book. Yes, can all be found in our book. <laughs> There's another one where they're totally pimping that art of animation book that was created in conjunction with uh, the creation of Sleeping Beauty, which I guess is still not out yet as of the time this episode aired. Because I think Sleeping the Beauty book is isn't. Like oh, I thought you were. I thought you were saying the book's not out even still. <laughs> no, it may not be. I don't I'm know. Like, Damn, well, honestly, man. I have, they keep promising it. I have a copy of that book, and it's not the big coffee table book that Walt... That's what the book that Walt is messing with in this episode is obviously like a coffee table book just made for, you know, filming purposes. But it is... Yeah. The Art of the Animation book is like pretty much the kind of stuff they've been talking about on the Disneyland show where it is like about the history of animation and then suddenly the second half of it just turns into the making of... of Sleeping Beauty. And they've republished that Art of Animation book over the years. Like, the first copy of that book I ever had as a kid was actually... They swapped out all the making of uh, Sleeping Beauty stuff for the making of Beauty and the Beast, I think? Which is funny, because I never got to see Beauty and the Beast in its entirety until we uh, covered it on the podcast here. But it's funny to think that, like, when I was, like, 15, I had a book that was kind of... Anyway, what are we talking ah! Um, yeah. I guess, according to Waltz, the plausible impossible is, um, the act of taking inanimate objects and giving them life through animation. And he talks about or, it. Or, or, or stuff that shouldn't work, but logically, yeah. you're like, yeah, I could see that working. Like, and he starts off Mi talking. Mickey running... Yeah. Walking off a cliff within, you don't notice that you're in midair. There seems to be some custom animation in this episode. It's not entirely yeah. clips, even though it's mostly clips from existing mm -hmm. stuff. There's a lot of like, there's a little bit of Mickey and there's a lot of Donald custom stuff where the word, uh, yeah, Walt's talking to Donald and beating the shit hey, out of Donald. About, Donald hides. Don't forget about uh, jerking off a cow's tail for five minutes. Yeah, just because like like it's make weird. the bell in her neck ring. Yeah, it's weird make to it see ring. Walt cling, Disney cling. trying to explain the logic between car the logic how cartoon logic works. It seems a little bit like mm -hmm. yeah okay. From the studio that made the unfunniest cartoons of the 50s and 60s, it's a little bit weird to see Walt Disney being like, this is how wacky cartoon humor works. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah, hey, I like, uh, so, they do that kind of stuff, and they, they like, eh. so they show Mickey climbing up a rope and keep climbing even after the rope's gone, they show him walking off a cliff and scampering, scampering back once he notices he's walking in midair. Yeah. And then in he's baseball, Mickey winds up if he winds up enough before pitching, he turns into a helicopter. Helicopter. <laughs> There's every once in a while you can totally hear that like Missouri accent in Walt Disney, where like this total weird mis Midwestern way of pronouncing things. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's weird too, cause like they have Mickey Mouse doing all these things that are kind of like really more Bugs Bunny gags, like the whole thing where he runs off a cliff. Well, that's more like Wiley e. Coyote, but it's more kind of like. Dis the Disney shorts, I mean, God knows we've watched enough of them. They didn't quite embrace the car insane cartoon logic nearly as much as the Warner Brothers stuff. Although they did yeah. still some stuff, but... Yeah. Um, so it I think it also depends on the characters. Like, Humphrey the Bear really started to get into that yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, Not so much... Before they killed off all the cartoons. Yeah. God, which I guess we're getting to the very end of that, because I don't think there's... I think, well, even on Disney Through the Decades... Uh, Disney Through the Decades is not the best judge of what shorts were airing when because a lot of that stuff's out yeah. of order and they still only have a fraction of the shorts that were ever made actually on the service but i think there was actually one more short floating in this area of disney through the decades that we're talking about where i think they have relatively recently plugged in one last donald duck thing i don't know if we'll ever talk about because i don't know we'd have to squeeze it in with like one of these other disneyland episodes yeah, but mm. yeah, I, we're pretty much at the end of the shorts anyway, so it's kind of fun to see them kind of doing custom animation for Donald Duck and and Mickey. That's would normally put being be, would be put into a theatrical short, but it now is just custom animation for. Yeah, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. The, the people who would have been making shorts at the time, if they were still making shorts, are now just essentially just making exclusive content for the Disneyland show, which makes sense. And I'm glad to see those people kept their jobs. Uh, but yeah. But it seems like Disneyland's mostly just a showcase to show older stuff too, which is interesting. If you, I mean, it's, it's easy to forget that like, I to, to us these days watching these episodes of the what Disneyland the show and seeing how 
how much they're comprised of clips of old cartoons it seems just kind of lame. Uh, especially since we've already just talked about these, these clips from old cartoons and theatrical shorts and stuff like that within the last year. But in the 1950s, this is the first time a lot of people have had a chance to see a lot of these cartoons since they first aired. You know, well, not aired, but were first shown in movie theaters. And so, like, they show pretty much most of the entirety of, like, Mickey Through the Looking Glass, which was one of the first modern, modern, modern uh, color cartoons with uh, Mickey Mouse. And when we talked about this, um, I remember jerking off about this because this is my favorite design of Mickey Mouse. And you're not talking, so I don't know if you had to get up and leave, Rafa. I've just been talking so long, I'm just pretty much talking to myself. And, yep, I just heard Discord shut down, so Daniel's gone. His internet just died, and it's terrible that it takes me five minutes to realize that Daniel's no longer there, because I'm going to type at him. I am still talking. It's all just fine. Um, but yeah, so that's, 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 this is the 1936 cartoon, Mickey the Looking Glass, <laughs> uh, which you think would be like kind of an Alice in Wonderland cartoon? But no, it's actually, I mean, he goes through the, it's Mickey Mouse is sleeping and he has a nightmare where he walks through the, the mirror. And it's mostly just him, he gets shrunk down and he's just like messing around and dancing with other household items and stuff. But yeah, not, aside from like going through a mirror and shrinking down, it has nothing really much to do with Alice in Wonderland. But yeah, like I said, it's the, the classic, the uh, mid-1930s Mickey design where he's got like the dot, dot eyes and the red pants and the yellow shoes. And it's kind of like the classic Mickey look. And, um, yeah, I still love, I think Daniel's come back. You are a, a talking machine. Are you still there? Did you stop? You still recording? Wait, did you die again? Daniel came back and then he disappeared again. Yep. Sure, after. <laughs> I can just host the podcast myself. Daniel's just an accessory at this point. If he comes back, that's fine. I'm just going to keep on oh talking gosh. about Mickey Mouse in 1936. And it's funny to think because it's 1936. And part of me watching this cartoon, I'm like, oh, while they're making this cartoon in 1936, Indiana Jones is off fighting the Nazis because it's the same year that Raiders of the Lost Ark takes place. Um, Mary and Ravenwood, maybe they go after they go for a drink at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, they go to the movies and they see this cartoon. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll actually have to do some editing for this. How's everyone doing at home? How you guys doing? And of course, this is how episode 300 starts with Daniel constantly farting away and me just uh, not even really stumping because, like I said, I can talk forever about this shit. But playing the new Mario Golf is still not very good. It's not bad. I don't necessarily regret having bought it, but the adventure mode was still really disappointing. I'm playing Animal Crossing. I'm still kind of amazed at the hell they still, as of late July 2021, they still have not announced any more interesting DLC for that Animal Crossing New Horizon, so that's been kind of a bummer. I just, yeah, I mentioned this on a recent episode. I just watched the Before Sunset trilogy, which is a trilogy of movies starring Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy about two people who meet on a train and they get together for the second movie ten years later and they reconnect for the first time since the first movie. And the third movie is all about them being married with kids. That was good, even though that's like kind of like tired of the party proof and it sounds like Daniel just came back. Are you there, Daniel? No, Daniel's not there. There's beeps, there's boops. Something is going on in Daniel's end. I don't know what's going on. Daniel there. You there? No? Beep beep. Honk twice if you're still alive. Honk honk. Honk honk, bitch. You still recording? Yeah. Because I've been talking nonstop since you left. Yeah, alright. I am. Gonna, I, yeah, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to edit out me some. Doing some swearing. <laughs> and some shuffling around. And That'll cruising. be kind of funny because I'm just sitting here talking about like bad, bad, bad. And you're just like cocksucking motherfucking <laughs> Yeah, so. Well, your internet just keeps on popping off without. Uh... I don't know. It's just the 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 thing that all the Ethernet cords are plugged into to the splicer. Some I just unplug it and plug it back in and push on the wires. I don't. Oh, know that sucks. It. If it's something as delicate as like the wire is just like at a weird angle, and then yeah, suddenly you just lose the internet. Is. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. 
But anyway, yeah, no, I was just gushing anyway. about the fucking the Mickey Mouse, the, the Looking Glass cartoon on this episode. Oh, um, yeah. We did that one. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying, because I was gushing about how this is one of the first real good color cartoons we ran into while doing d d uh, Disney Through the Decade. Disney Through the Decades, chronologically. And yeah, this it's is... got the good style of Mickey. They didn't do long enough. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And this is the style of Mickey whose pants are shit. <laughs> that's kind of a terrible thing, but I really do love that character design. But also, it's the, when I see that with this version of Mickey, I'm like, that's one I made Mickey Mouse poohy pants. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, this is you know what? I don't think I show the whole cartoon because I think that's also the cartoon that ended with him dancing with the gloves. Do they not have the gloves? I don't think they, they have the gloves. Finishes, section. It finishes with him in the bed. Yeah, they show him in the bed, but like I remember the, the like dancing with gloves thing. Like whenever they would have like back in the eighties when they have a a free weekend for the Disney Channel. <laughs> for some reason, mm. Mickey dancing with the gloves was always part of the commercial for the Disney Channel. Oh, they the love that part. But uh, yeah, I don't know what else you want to talk about. Like the, the, I, we could just go. I'm, I'm I'm watching it now as we're recording. And the next thing. It's, well, I, it's, after that cartoon, they do the drawing Donald on paper as plausible yeah. possible. And this is again more. This is actually unique custom animation for this episode because it's. And they. It seems like they do it just to beat the shit out of Donald, dropping stuff on his head, bouncing <laughs> pencils, gavels. A I. What actually? When did Duck Amuck happen? Because this is slightly Duck Amuck, where it's like yeah, the but also messing with I, the. <laughs> Oh, also, Duck Amuck's I mean, 1953, so this is definitely influenced a little bit by that. Yeah, but also, I mean, it's not like... Didn't uh, Fleischer do some of this shit, too? Oh, was out of the Inkwell stuff, where it's, yeah. yeah, exactly, the creator. Oh, I'm just talking more about, like, the mild hostility of the creator towards his creation. Not as hostile, but there's a little bit, like, Donald gets so Didn't fucked they... up, he runs out of the drawing and hides beneath the the leather topping yeah. of, the, of the desk. Which I always love that. <laughs> when, that's impress. That's impressive for uh, a, just a TV show from the fifties. The little bit of the Roger Rabbit puppeteering of like an actual physical yeah. Donald prop under the underneath the leather, where he's like, and like, yeah, <laughs> Walt Disney's like tapping on the butt, saying, "Come on right. out, yeah." Yeah, I thought that yeah. was cute. Because because they were gonna shoot him out of a cannon, so. No, that's but what it they, was. Yeah, but then they they make a whole bunch of food. And they describe it, oh, you know, gobs and gobs of butter, even chocolate cake. With but then they fucking, they, they put coconut, coconut on top of it. Coconut! Fucking old-timey people oh. discovered coconut, and they're like, let's put it on dessert. Let's put the driest, nasty, pa nasty paper shavings. shreddings. Oh, God. Because everything else what? in this whole thing, because of the melted butter, it's all... I don't think, I don't think people that didn't grow up in the 80s don't realize how, like, how ubiquitous coconut shavings were with so many chocolate desserts and it shit. was yeah it, between that and like snowballs like hostess snowballs and stuff like that that was a real thing people got into like if you look up any like uh good house uh, housekeeping magazines or uh any of that that stuff from the 50s there's just so much coconut over fucking everything i wonder if that kind of thing because like i know they talk about how there's a whole kind of nostalgia for, like, well, it's kind of, like, part and partial with, like, kind of the tiki culture that kind of happened mm -hmm. in the 1950s. Because you had a lot of people who served in the Pacific now in peacetime in the 1950s kind of waxing nostalgic for the time they spent in the 1950s and telling their, you know, their buddies who may have not been overseas about, like, oh, yeah, we were in Hawaii and they had all kinds of coconut and stuff like that. And so I guess that kind of led to, a like, the whole thing of, like, coconut just but, being thrown all over everything in the 1950s. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I hate coconut, but even, you know... I'll admit, fresh coconut getting from the islands is a lot different than dried I've... coconut shaving straight from Satan's ballsack. I've never had fresh coconut because I, I actually like coconut oil, like 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 as like lotion. That smells kind of nice. Just I associate that smell with summertime. But yeah, I would imagine like fresh coconut's got to be better because the uh, my entire lifetime I've only known the dried cook. This is like how I talk about when I was a kid. My only exposure to Parmesan cheese was the barf smelling powder in 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 the green tube that you would get at the grocery store. And like I have no idea why people would spread barf powder on their food. Until like mm -hmm. I until my mid twenties, I had fresh Parmesan for the first time, and I was like, "Oh, it's actual cheese! Like it actually melts and is soft, and actually has flavor <laughs> that's not just barf." And so, yeah. I'm assuming coconut's the same thing, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
But then they show a cartoon. I don't think we covered this one. I don't know. I think it was on Disney Plus, right? Oh, with the with the gander goose. Gus. Yeah. Yeah. His Donald's cousin Gus, and it's basically just an excuse to show Gus eating all of Donald's foods in various comical ways. Yeah. Man, Donald or uh, fucking Walt Disney, when he's like laying out the food for Donald too at the beginning, he says spaghetti in a weird way. Or it seems yeah. like one of the first times you've ever, ever actually had to say the word spaghetti out to him, he's like, spaghetti. It's almost like he trips it up in his house. Somebody eat the my spaghetti. spaghetti. I love that. I love that Italians are still, like, I keep on mentioning it, but Italians are the one people who are still, still allowed to stereotype to hell in 2021. Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Gander Goose, or whatever the fuck his name is, just pretty much eats Donald out of house and home and... Mm-hmm. He knits the spaghetti into the boots. loses in the end, too. Yeah. He just falls over dead. How's he get uh, the goose out? There's a whole thing. Of- oh, he feeds him a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Which, a hot, hot dog. This is what happened to me when I we mentioned recently about how <laughs> I threw up from that hot dog. That's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a hot dog in my belly trying to get out, and that's why I was barfing I, a whole episode. Yeah, I tried to kill you, but you hung on. <laughs> I hung in, and... And so, essentially, this hot dog essentially just drives, literally just kind of pilots a gander goose out of the house. And, yeah, you know, but he comes it. back, and then he has cold cuts or whatever, and falls Oh, yeah, so, like, he just, like, teleports back into the fridge, and then the whole mm-hmm. cartoon just ends with, like, womp, womp, and that's it. So, they teased it at the beginning of this this episode of the, uh, uh, we're going to see this part that was, that was too shitty to put in, Snow White said, <laughs> but you get to see it now. Hells yeah. Walt literally holds his nose into the air and goes, P.U., this is some one of our worst animation. <laughs> we don't know what we were thinking. It's almost like the Fleischer Brothers made this fucking garbage. Um, I don't I don't know if I've ever, had ever seen this before. It's funny because I had heard... Watching this. Um, I had heard, like, like, when there's been, like, reissues on Blu-ray and stuff of Snow White, they will talk about how the never-before-seen footage of the soup-eating scene from Snow White it's funny to see, like, even in 1956, they were already talking about never more so before seen footage of the soup eating scene from Snow White. So that I guess sounds like is... some Charlie Chaplin shit. That hey, we're gonna show you some never before seen yeah. soup eating. Which is funny <laughs> because like half of what they show is not even the soup eating contest. It's just I can't remember because we did do. Sleep. It's them washing. It was that in Doing... the finished film. Yeah. Okay. It, Only that's, the pencil test stuff is. That's it? at least half of what they show is just like, and the, they show it for no other reason. Well, I guess there was a little bit of thing because I guess a this, little bit of the setup I to show Dopey eating the soap. That's that's how the soup eating thing ends with Dopey is spitting soup. Grumpy out. being an incel, anger fuck. <laughs> no, I forgot about that whole angle. This whole movie, yeah. Um. So yeah, actually, like. It's like 20 minutes of Snow White they show, and the first 10 minutes is just like, yeah, the the, the whole washing scene, and the second scene is the soap uh, soup eating scene, which does go on. And then, and then Walt's like, and now you get to see how we get that soap out of Dopey. <laughs> he doesn't just shit it out later, no. Oh, God, so yeah. And, you know, I that's what everybody left the theater saying. You know, that was all right, but... Uh, Dopey's going to be fucked up the next day. Dopey. He's going to be laying an, a bar of uh, soap-shaped egg out of his ass the next morning, I guess. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, But... I do love that even Walt Disney has to explain, like, why the unused footage is going to look the way it does, where he's like, well, we didn't, because we cut this scene early, we never got around to <clears throat> inking and coloring it, so it's going to look a little weird, and so he takes, like, an actual, he doesn't take a cell, but he just takes a piece of paper, like a drawing of Dopey or whatever, eating soup, and he puts it over a background drawing of the background, just to show that, like, okay, this is why this is all going to be line art. And I love that, mm-hmm. like, 1956, they still had to supply context of, like, why this unused footage is going to look the way it does. But And then, yeah, then they show it just, like, literally it's just ten minutes of just the fucking dwarves eating soup. It looks, the footage looks really good. This is one of those things where I almost wonder if this is the actual footage they used in that hey. Disneyland episode or if we're watching, like, keep, a... More... Keep talking, I'll be right back. No, go ahead. Or if I'm wondering if they're using a cleaned up... Because I can't imagine they would have, like kept such good care of this footage granted this stuff at this time this footage when was god this stuff would be only only just a little bit less than 20 years old but still it's not like they kept good care i'm kind of surprised they even hung on to this footage because there's so much stuff actually i guess the disney company was like one of the first companies to kind of kind of take pride 
and having an archives. Because um, mm-hmm. I know there was the whole Disney morgue where they kept stuff. Maybe they didn't keep everything. I mean, at the same time, we're oh, talking. Man, they, yeah? I was watching a defunct land about the opening of uh, Tomorrowland or whatever. Yeah. And they talked about how somebody had the idea to just put up a booth and sell animation cells. That's what I was about so to say. Like, on the other hand. There's a yeah. whole bunch of chodes down in California with just animation cells that don't For like two properly... bucks a pop. Yeah. Yeah. While there's no the, idea they're, what they have. They're showing this unused footage on Disneyland, but at the same time you go down to the park and like, oh, here's a 20-year-old cell of, like, of Snow White like getting fucked in the ass by Dopey or whatever the fuck. <laughs> And, like, yeah, it's, like, fucking pocket change you can buy it for. And here's the goddess of spring slurping, slopping her way across the screen. <laughs> yeah, here's the old mill. Like, oh, my. Man, just, like, a time machine and 20 bucks, you can make yourself a millionaire. Um, mm-hmm. Just with one pit stop to that fucking animation cell, whatever the, they were selling at the studio. But but it's funny to think that they actually did kind of have it an archive, but they still didn't think enough to, like, maybe we should. I mean, granted, a lot of those cells, like, they tend to rot and like liquefy and start to smell like vinegar and i could see from mm. their perspective before the art of like film preservation became more of an art like it was like this is all just like rotting petrochemicals we should just if we can make money selling this shit we should just get rid of it because we don't literally don't know what else to do with it right now so i guess from their perspective it made sense but yeah so yeah but and it hey. is yeah but hey it's it's a song with everybody's favorite sound Old men slurping up soup. A lot, and yeah. that's the whole thing. Hells that's, yeah. How many gags can we get about a, seven old men slurping soup? And that's just it. With, and ver- yeah. in various ways. It's it's kind of fucking gross. Yeah. Nobody needs to see what these Wet old dwarves look like beards. eating pussy. <laughs> fucking dopey the child slurping pussy. Just, yeah. It's a, and eventually just turns into fucking uh, dopey. He's slurping a soup. He accidentally swallows a spoon. They have to do the high. Well, no, it's no way has to teach them to eat. Oh, yeah, and there's a whole thing about how you have to, like, which I have seen and that twist we're supposed and to, whatever. like, yeah, the spoon is supposed to, like, you you turn the spoon towards yourself and then you dip it in and have it skate under the surface of the soup towards away from you. And then you lift it out and you scrape the bottom of the spoon on the, on the lip of the bowl. And that's how you keep it from dripping. And then I guess you lift it back up just, towards your ah it's a whole process and then they just keep slurping it and disgusting my dad <laughs> they just I ignore think he, her ass yeah i think my dad used to do it intentionally i'd be sitting oh, there playing the super nintendo or whatever and he'd come up behind me with like hot cocoa or soup and just start slurping it and you know as a teenager i was like what is he doing dad stop it you're be watching being. and you i'm I, now as an adult as a father myself i am 100 certain he was doing that to annoy <laughs> You have to take your mild aggressions out on your kids somehow. You have to get a little yeah. mild revenge, yeah. That kid's playing video games again. I'll fuck show him. him. This kid has no responsibilities <laughs> and has ever fun, so fuck you. Yeah, yeah and so, so... But then Dopey does eat the spoon, and Disney's like, oh man, we gotta put a, uh, somebody eating something they're not supposed to gag in our movie. We love it. Next, it's Dopey's gonna lock to himself inside a refrigerator. Times. Yeah. And so, the, yeah, they do the Heimlich maneuver on... Did they even have the Heimlich maneuver back then? No, they don't, they don't do the Heimlich maneuver. Happy kicks Dopey right in his butthole <laughs> and launches say. it out. What are you talking about? I love the idea. That There's... would be great if the Heimlich maneuver was just bending oh somebody over God. and kicking them right in the butthole. If, if if Gustav Heimlich had never been born, it would just be known as the hi- the Happy maneuver. You just kick the person in the ass until whatever's wrong with them is done. Yeah, and so it was just. The, I, it is kind of a funny gag though because on the you just see the bar of soap get spit out and then the spoon chases it follows it out and like spears the soap to the wall and that's the end of the sequence but you know it would have been funnier if a couple of other things flew out too <laughs> like snow <thumbtack>. white's panties <laughs> eats panties snow white's like i only packed three pairs of panties i didn't expect to be in the woods for that long and he just uh. oh no Cat hawking up a hairball, but it's used panties. <laughs> oh, God. I just got done reading that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novelization by Quentin Tarantino, and there's there's enough references to soiled, filthy panties in that thing that now whenever I think about panties, I'm just thinking about the nasty... I don't want to think about it anyway. So. Hey, has he ever said what the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> I wish in the middle of that novelization <laughs> he says, here's why I'm so damaged. <laughs> 
I mean, for Quentin, what is going there, on? Every character, I mean, it's bad enough in his movies, he already, you know, obviously has a fuck, fucking foot fetish. Did someone but step like, on your face <laughs> while taking a shit in their own in underwear? Book, what happened? In that book, of course, every human female who appears in that book is bare feet. And like, Human he's, females. He's speci- I mean, that's almost like the kind of language he uses, because he refers to, like, especially women with dirty bare feet who have, uh. like, big hands and big feet and, and long fingers and filthy <laughs> you know, panties. Sometimes, and just like... some, sometimes I look at my son and I just think, please, just don't be in the feet. Just don't be, <laughs> don't be that kind of person. What is it better be or worse if he's into Sonic or if he's into feet? Sexually. <laughs> What's uh, the I think I think you have to technically be into Sonic to be in the feet. Because <laughs> well, I mean, Sonic runs a lot, so he's gonna. Oh man, I'm sure they're. Pe- oh man, I never thought about the people who are into Sonic because they're into feet, and vice versa. Because yeah. Sonic, like, they're thinking about sucking on his blue little toes and. Ugh, gross. Oh my God! Fuck Sonic the is Hedgehog. The, is, is Sonic feet more upsetting or less upsetting than Goofy feet? Because the blue feet, there's something about. The goofy, the goofy feet even more because the black skin is just mm. even more. I can see it retaining heat and being even sweatier. Nastier. Also, I, I think uh. I think there's some some sort of deviant art law that you can't draw Sonic's feet without him being pregnant <laughs> or pulling his teeth. And that, but that's when he turned into a like YouTube video or an iPhone yeah. game. Oh, what the hell's wrong with me? I don't know, man. Okay, but what the hell were we talking about? But yeah. I don't know. So here's a segment of Night on Bald Mountain. Yeah, and they just showed Night on Bald Mountain. They just Well well no. So Walt's like now we're gonna talk about the more serious side of it, and then I guess that means music. So they, they play a segment of the music from Night on Bald Mountain and they're like, Look, it fits with anything, really. Oh, it's that's just right. like Giles theme from Street Fighter. <laughs> Which it's weird Walt said that because I don't know how he saw the future. Well guys theme from Street Fighter was going to be what the sequel to Fantasia was going to be called. And they were just mm. going to play Giles theme from, even before the game hadn't been invented yet. But he's like, yeah, you know, someday there's going to be a game called Street Fighter. Giles going to have a great theme. I'm thinking about, we'll put that over footage of like, yeah, what the fuck? I'm killing so they, that Yeah, they show, they show how much cooler everything is with the Night of All yeah. Mountain theme. Like, they show the fire from Bambi and you're like, Bambi, huh? Oh, yeah, and they yeah, show the Bambi. dinosaurs. Wait a second. Yeah. They're trying to run from firing. You're like, hell yeah, this is way cooler now. Yeah, and they they, they put it over the the music from, or they put it over footage of the the, the dinosaurs fighting from Fantasia, and it does yeah. fit just because it's. I mean, part of it's also just like culturally now, probably as a result of fan of of, of Fantasia, everyone just kind of associates that music with like bad evil shit happening. So you can kind of throw it over any kind of like. Apocalyptic happenings. Yeah. What? The music's actually yeah, called so. Night on Bald Mountain too, right? He even says that in, in yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And then they just show all of Night on Bald Mountain. Yeah. With, uh, in the 1950s with with fucking devils, ghouls, and titty harpies. You get some titty just witches, everything titty in there, and stuff like that. I mean, again, this is probably the first time most people have seen this since it was first out, and it was probably old enough, there's probably a new generation of kids out there. This is the first time this, you know, they're watching their little black and white televisions at home. Now, like, um, I just see a titty. Is there some titty? They can, you can draw titties. You can draw titties? Titties, I can draw, that means I can draw titties. Mom, more. give me my red crayon. <laughs> I gotta draw titties now. <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me I can just draw titties? I can make them up as I go along. I can fill my whole math notebook full of titties. Uh, <laughs> and when they do the thing, because they're talking about how the guy who wrote the music for Night in Bald Mountain, I love that I'm making it sound like he wrote the music for that cartoon. But like he, I guess his idea was supposed to be that like he intentionally wrote it to, so people would think of like witches and specters dancing. And so mm-hmm. Walt's just like, oh, so that's we just made the cartoon that, and hopefully we captured his vision like he wanted it to be. And which is funny too, because like I said, this episode premiered on, on Halloween Day, 1956. So I'm wondering if they intentionally, that's the reason they chose Night on Bald Mountain to be the finale of this episode, just because, you know, that's fittingly Halloween-y, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it is just, I mean, Night on Bald Mountain is pretty good. Like, you got fucking Chernobog just, you know, luring all these people up from their graves, and that's still kind of spooky. And we talked about all this when we talked about Fantasia. But yeah, no, yeah. it looks cool. All the skeletons coming up off the graves, and it looks fitfully fucked up, and... 
It's it's nice yeah. and spooky in a way that you don't see from Disney outside of like um the Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean where they're really embracing like death and skeletons and that kind of <laughs> cool stuff. Um Yeah, yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. And that's it. The yeah. thing ends. And that's it. <laughs> so then it goes back to then it goes back to black and white and they're like, "Yeah, next week tune in because we're going to go to Samoa and the devastation of the floods of the dikes and the Dutch." Oh shit, it's tragedy and Samoans look how happy they are playing their their ukuleles and the, the Dutch are dying in record numbers. Got whiplash there from them bouncing back and forth from happy-go-lucky Samoans to I mean, I guess yeah. they weren't kidding about, t like, sending their news crews all over the world just to bring you random bits of news from all over the planet. Like, if they're going to be like, here's a bunch of people dancing in Samoa, and here's a bunch of people drowning in Holland. Like, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's that's the end of the episode about cartoons, about from, uh, from the Disneyland people. So, um, yeah. man, yeah, don't, all night and bald month, so pretty goddamn good. I yeah. wonder, because, like, I guess... Oh no, I was about to say. So this must be re. Huh? Mm. Mm. No! Mm. Okay, because the what? footage. I'm just <laughs> thinking out loud here. Uh, I was trying to think. Because this aired in 1956. How many color TVs were in existence in 1956? Because it just occurred to me that, like, even all the new footage, like the footage of Walt Disney, the live action stuff, that's in color. All the new animation yeah. and stuff. Even though, like, the actual, like, opening and ending. Uh, credits of, of Disneyland the show itself are in black and white. It's interesting to think that, like, people at home... I don't know, it's weird. It's weird to think that, like, unless... Hey. unless... Unless they filmed it in color and then duped it down to black and white for the initial showing because Disney had the archives... I don't know, I'm just, I'm just thinking from a production angle whether or not they were expecting any of this to actually be seen in color when they made it. Uh, but... Well, wasn't Disney being in color being one of the big well, eventually, for color yeah, TVs? especially like towards like the like the beginning of the '60s, like a couple years after this, it was very Disneyland in color, which is that's what I'm saying. But this did not start with that, so I'm kind of wondering mm. if if this was designed because like I don't know, I'm I'm thinking out loud about how like if it would make any sense, like because if they only intended this to be shown in black and white, you think they would have filmed in black and white, that would have been a little bit cheaper. But at a certain point, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to think about, like, if they were, like, trying to future-proof this content in any way, thinking that, like... You should know better than trying to think. Though. Yeah, I know. It doesn't work for hamster either, wheel, us. my brain starts to spin out <laughs> and lose mm -hmm. energy. It goes... Rof, 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 rof. So, that's the plausible uh, yeah. What else has been going on? Uh... I've only been playing fucking old ass 360 games on my hot new Xbox. Because what else? Oh yeah, that's right. Because you hooked it up uh, last week after we did our 300th episode. You pretty happy with your Series X so far? I mean, no. <laughs> it lets me play old games, so that's cool. I guess. I mean, it also, works, right? Like, it's not like it, you yeah. know. Yeah. There's yeah, not a lot I... new to play on that machine, though. No. Well, did you sign up for Game Pass? Yeah. Oh, okay. But there's nothing hence new me, on there that, like, hence, spoke to you? Hence John pointing at, like, the Pixar Rush game that was, like, a Kinect game originally, but you can play with a controller. And oh, yeah. Now I have to play that. And, boy, Kinect games sure were bad, huh? Yeah. Even with a controller. Did they go back and retrofit any other Kinect games so you can play with a controller? Because I, I can't imagine they did that know. with any of them. Is, I don't know. Is Pixar Rush, is that kind of like a Mario Kart game with Pixar characters? No, it's a just a run. You like you just what? run. It's stupid. It's not good. The Disneyland Adventures like... is okay, oh, okay, which is done by the same people. But you can still play that with controller, right? Yeah. Because when I which... played, I think when I fired that up, when I, I think Disneyland Adventures was, was like one of the first things I fired up when I got my, you know, the, the actual Xbox One because it came mm -hmm. with Connect. I think that was the first thing I used with my Connect, and that was like between that. Uh, Forza Horizon and Master Chief Collection, it's like, Disneyland Adventures was one of the four things I ever played on my, on my Xbox <laughs> yeah, One. Yeah, same here. Jesus Christ. But, yeah, it's a good representation of what Disneyland is actually, like, yeah, looked you like at the saying, point it was yeah. made. I still so. think they're fucking crazy for not having a digital, like, version of the park that you can, even if you're not, like, touring perfect recreations of all the new rides, but I'm It's all there, I just, I, I would have imagined, I've looked... 
but I would have thought somebody would have done a like a mod on the PC version of it to make it VR or something. Like, yeah, I don't. I w I need somebody smarter than me than ex to can explain why old games can't just be like modded for VR because wouldn't it just be adding a second camera that's slightly different than the uh, one and then it just turns into 3D in your Unless eyes? Unless there's something about like frame rates and like if the frame rate's not good enough it'll make people sick or some kind I of guess. technical limitations because... But the old game should have good frame, good enough frame rates. Well, especially on running on today's hardware. Yeah, But depending on how, like... It's some, I think from a software perspective, frame rates... I, I think it's not always a, as simple a thing as like, oh, we've got more powerful har hardware, so we just flick a switch within the software to like make it, like, essentially unlock the frame rates. Um, <laughs> I was watching something recently about the launch titles for the PlayStation 1, and they were talking mm. about how there was a... There was, like, a flying game that was one of the launch titles for the PlayStation 1 Was that was... A game that was originally designed for the 32X or the CDI or something like that, or 3DO. And I guess the game had been designed for a lower frame rate. And that also included the controls. And when they ported the game over to the PlayStation 1, which could do a higher frame rate, um, the controls just wigged out because they were designed with the idea that, like, there's only six frames per second. So the controls would only interact with the game like every, like, would only read the controls like every every like six times a second or whatever but mm -hmm. because everything was moving at a higher frame rate now when you like press left on the d-pad to make your ship go left it just pretty much automatically teleports from whatever it is to the left side of the screen because they whoever ported the game didn't mess with like how the game interprets like how the game and how your inputs and in, in, interact with the frame rate of the game's presentation in a way that, like, the game, this flying game, just essentially became uh, completely unplayable. And nice. so it's things that, like, that were, yeah, just being able to just say, hey, things move at a higher frame rate, things, other things can kind of break. And so, yeah, which, granted, that, again, that's also, like, a 25-year-old port of a game. That's not necessarily exactly how old games run these days, but I guess there are stickier things that, like, I don't know. But yeah, because otherwise you think you'd be seeing lots of... Like, especially on Steam, lots of pirated VR versions. Especially with Disney nuts out there. You'd think they'd be taking all kinds of games and... Cat, stop scratching my teeth. Cat! Oh, oh, Cat just came in and decided he wanted to... It looked... I mean, the Disneyland Adventures, I played it on the 360 on the Kinect, and that was a chore. I played it That's... on the, the Xbox One, and then I've played it on the Xbox, Xbox One Series X, and it looks... It looks... I mean, the frame rate's nice and smooth there yeah. and everything. Although um, that's gotta be old that, enough now. That's gotta be, like, a fundamentally nice to run around the park and look right? at shit. Yeah. What's that? Although that's gotta be... With that being, like, at least... How old's Disneyland Adventures? It's gotta be, what, at least a decade old? Oh, yeah. It's still got the part of Frontierland that they changed into, um... Uh, uh, Star Dis Wars. Yeah, Star Wars stuff. I was gonna say, it's gonna be kind of a fundamentally different park, you know? Yeah. Um, so there was something I saw because I guess the Adventures Campus just opened at Disneyland, and they mm -hmm. were talking about no, how. Well, that's a California Adventures, but yeah. Oh, is that what it is? They were yeah. talking about how it's like standing next to a giant empty building, <clears throat> which I guess had been either built or emptied from uh, like some other exhibit that was supposed to be. They had originally announced that like some brand new e-ticket ride was going to inhabit that building. But because of COVID happened, they never got around to doing it. So the like the Avengers Campus is right next to this like empty building in this weird way. Is that Flynn's Arcade? I maybe something like that. But they said it's really weird because obviously there's supposed to be like a companion thing with the the Avengers mm -hmm. thing that is just empty now, and it's just kind of weird about it because you know the Avengers Campus thing is so nicely well done, but there's just, like this empty box next to it, and that's like okay, that's weird. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, that and I guess they just redid the Jungle Cruise. Um, yeah, and they slightly less racist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And one interesting thing, though, I saw, which, because I guess they're renovating the Jungle Cruise in both uh, California and Florida. I didn't realize this was a gimmick, I guess, is, like, a part of the explanation for, like, why the Jungle Cruise within, you know, the, the, the fiction of the ride, why the cruise is going so crazy is because that whoever is supposed to be in charge of the Jungle Cruise in California at the Disneyland Park accidentally got the map for the Jungle Cruise ride in Florida and vice versa. And mm. so people were pointing out that, like, and they show the map in the queue of, like, oh, the, we accidentally got the Florida map. 
And so you can actually see some of the new features that are going to be part of the Florida version of the ride that are unique to the Florida version because the, the map for that is actually being displayed in California because that's in the universe thing that they actually swapped the maps. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if that's like a new addition to the ride or if that's just them updating an old like storytelling gimmick that's always been a thing of the part of the Jungle Cruise, but yeah, anyway, but right. yeah, oh, that's right, because Jenny Nicholson, she talks about how, um, I think it was like the zoo and like the goats, they had to clear out all their, they had to get rid of all the animals in there because that's where they put the, yeah, the Star Wars stuff, so yeah, yeah. um, and as she always said, that was her favorite part of the park and they had to get rid of that Star Wars, but yeah, I heard, be I like, yeah, I guess you go to Disneyland right now, and, like, pretty much absolutely no one is wearing masks anymore, but the park is empty enough that, like, there's no, like, all the queues for all the rides are no longer than five minutes right now. Mm. So if you ever want to go to Disneyland, like, right now is the time. Even though you're likely to get <laughs> diseased. But, you know. Yeah. But I know, like you're I thinking said, about like heading I've over said, there I've, in I've, September, I, right? Last time I went to, we went to Disneyland, John and I got hand, foot, and mouth, and that's a tear. Oh, that's really? Oh, oh, man, that's right. I forgot about that. Shit. Well, whose feet were you licking? Everyone's. <laughs> Turned into Quentin Tarantino at the park. <laughs> oh, man, no. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that at least the Series X works. Uh, Wreckfest is pretty fun. Um, That's one of the few things I've played on mine. But... Yeah, I downloaded uh, that bug game. The bug game? The bug game, it's an early access where you're tiny. It's like Hunting I Shrunk the Kids style oh, really? where you're bug, tiny that. people in there. It's grounded, I think it's called. Okay. There was a dodgeball game that came out, the, like the new multiplayer dodgeball thing that was free for a while on Xbox. Although I don't know if that's still free. Um, yeah, was it Knockout City Kings or whatever it was called? Um, mm. and what else did I? Oh, Sea of Thieves. Because I saw oh, that yeah. there's well, I guess they put <laughs> the fucking Johnny Depp parts of the Caribbean shit in that game. But yeah. did you hear about the other thing that's supposedly in that game now? Uh, fun? <laughs> not yet, because I oh, okay. played it again, it's still not fun. <laughs> Supposedly... Because we, you and I, you and I bought that at launch, Yeah. played it once, said, this is miserable, and we, I don't think we ever got back on. I, if you fire it up now, there's at least more options to play, because back the, when we fire, first fired up, it's pretty much you fire up the game, it says, hey, create your character and then go out and do stuff. And then mm -hmm. you're just there with friends oh, on you a didn't, boat. And you and don't it. even get to create the character. You, it oh, was, that's right, I don't know if it's, it's like changed, it but it was just random. Yeah, so you have to pick random. Because my guy is just a random guy that the game made for me, and I was forced to Like, that was like, okay, I guess that's it. Um, but at least now when you fire up the game, there's a couple different modes. So mm. hopefully, like, those modes have more stuff going on. And I just even just to explore, I just pick the basic... Like, just get in a boat and go, but supposedly, a, when they patched in the new parts of the Caribbean stuff, they have poached, there's some stuff that's, like, hinting that, like, Monkey Island stuff is gonna be in the game. Which, that could be- I just want PvE, I don't wanna have to deal with other assholes. Yeah, and that's Especially what I, starting out, I don't wanna deal with people that have been playing the game for hundreds of hours, and getting ganked by them constantly. Thing. That's the terrifying thing, because if I wanna play with other people, you're just gonna get pasted. Yeah. So unless like they need, there needs to be like a single player campaign. I did see there's at least a tutorial now that tells you exactly like what you're supposed to do and everything at the start. Um. Mm. So there's a little bit like you're talking to like an NPC who's teaching you like a dead ghost guy who's teaching you how to do stuff. So I need to poke around in there and see if there's an actual like single player campaign in there because yeah, they can, that could be cool as a single player campaign, but like I don't know. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, and I guess everyone who logged into the game before a certain point got, I guess, I guess what, this year's the 20th anniversary of the Xbox? And so if you logged in before, like, I guess this previous May, everyone got, like, free Xbox stuff for their ship. So oh, if you want to wow. decorate your ship to look like the old Xbox, the original 20-year-old Xbox, mm. you can do that now, too. But yeah, but yeah, that, I forgot, we did play, like, for five minutes of that. Oh. And then I played once with, like, a couple of the Player One podcast guys, and that is the only time I ever touched that shit. Yeah. Oh, and then we played some Forza. And that's the yeah. only time we ever played together on the Xbox. Yeah, I do have Forza downloaded, but, uh, yeah. but I haven't put a ton of time into it. Okay. But yeah. you've been playing anything on the PlayStation 5? 
No, nah, I've been playing Ender Lilies on uh, the Switch. What's Ender Lilies? I think is on it's kind of like a uh, Metroidvania, uh, but with, you know, it because if you do a Metroidvania currently, it's kind of got to be in a, like a, a post, not post-apocalyptic, it's not quite the right thing, kind of like a... Um, Dead cells, where some sort of disease swept through everything, and everything is kind of gross. And what's the big? It's been fun. What's the Metroidvania? Everyone keeps on jerking off about. That's all kind of dark and kind of looks like fake ass Tim Burtony looking shit. That's I the one know. I he keep on hearing. Like you're like some kind of like dude with like black eyes and stuff like that. There's 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 one, and like like especially in Resetter, everyone's talking about how that's the king of the modern Metroidvanias. And I wonder if games kind of feel obligated to kind of look like that. I don't know. I, I don't think... If, uh, I think ev everybody should be in agreement that fucking... Um, what's the bug one? Uh, that's the king. What's that? The bug one. The bug uh, one? Yeah. What's the name of that one? The name fell out of my head. Ukulele? The, 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 the one? No. No, 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 no. Let's see. The, the, the 12 best... Uh, Shantae, Tokitori, Mummy Demastered, The Messenger, Iconoclast, La Mulana, Chasm. It should be number one. Let's see, Guacamelee, Hollow Knight. Yeah, Hollow Knight. That was, so we're talking about the same one. So, okay, I, that's the one I was... Okay, so wait, you're in agreement that like Hollow Knight is the best one? Yes. Uh-huh. It's a huge, huge game because it's got, you know, they kept adding DLC and there's tons of stuff oh. in it now. The difficulties, you know, it's pretty high, but once you get it figured out, it's not too terrible. And man, that's a that's a good game. Yeah, according to Polygon, that's only the third best Metroidvania. Mm. Mm. See, but well, that's Polygon. the thing, the, 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 the art style. I know, exactly. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite, perfect 10. <laughs> Fucking... Oh god, what was like that was like that what was the what's the Diablo 3 they also gave a perfect 10 and everyone was like, oh my god, you guys are fucking minds. Um It's almost like people have different opinions. Well I know, it's almost like an organization is comprised of different people with different opinions, which yeah, so But still it is like I don't know, whatever. Uh but yeah, Hollow Knight, something yeah. about that art style has always turned me off. And it always just looks very flash animated hmm. in a way that I'm like, I don't know, just nah. like a little... And when you see it on the big screen like yeah, I am kind of looking for something to play because, like, I beat Mario Golf. Are you done with Mario Golf? I mean, Golf it's too? on Game Pass, right? Is it on Game Pass? Maybe I don't know. Oh shit! It's man. gonna be cheap. It's good game. Shit, man! If it's on Game Pass, that is the nice thing, though. Once you start looking through Game Pass, though, you start seeing that like they do have a lot of fucking shit on there. Like I could see mm -hmm. like. And it's already Zuma. Like... Hell yeah, Zuma! Get that Zuma. <laughs> What's Zuma? Did they have Yaris? <laughs> what Zo the hell? Zuma is the one where you they got the balls that you're spitting out of the frog. Oh my god. Oh, the flight simulator. They put out Ax of the I like Axiom Verge a lot, but they put Axiom Verge above uh, Hollow Knight, which is That is not the correct. fake kind of like NES Metroid, like the like the Metro yeah. like yeah, that's Which I is a good game, but it's not as good as Hollow Knight. Um, there's a new Space Jam uh, what else? Oh, God, I was going to say something important about... We don't need to pass. stump for much more. We've been going. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not even trying to stump, but, like, there was something I was oh, going to okay. say about Game Pass. Oh, uh, there's a new game that everyone's been raving about called Chicory. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to buy... Uh, oh, that's great, because it's a new indie game, and I just assume it's on Game Pass. I've, like, I've only had Game Pass for two months, <laughs> and I've already been programmed into, like, oh, it must be free, because it must be on Game Pass. I was like, it's twenty bucks on only on PlayStation Five. That's some bullshit. But I bought it anyway, <laughs> just because I just realized that this may be the last like video game I pay for that's not like a Nintendo game. Um, mm. but yeah, no, I could totally see Game Pass totally like warping your like. Well, like there's like like I said, like I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but there was a couple beat 'em ups that I'd heard good things about, but there was no way I was gonna pay twenty bucks to buy them sight unseen. That's like Streets of Rage Four and. River City Girls. River City Girls, and that they were on Game Pass, and they were both pretty good. Not twenty dollars good, but I'm glad I could just yeah. I don't do they have? I guess they would have online. They yeah. better have multiplayer. Yeah, I didn't even thought about that. Let's see. What's going on? I'm very curious to see. Because if it does, that's even yeah, a more. I don't, I don't know. Oh yeah, Hollow Knight's there. Void Hearts. I don't know what of Hollow Void Hearts is just an expansion or another another version of. Yeah. Ah, shit. It's good. Why are you why are you upset that you can play a good game for free? Because <laughs> it looks like butt. 
No, it doesn't. That's, that's my biggest problem. No. Like, oh no, this game is it free. It doesn't look like what? You're insects. What? Uh, what do you want it to look like? I want it to not look like bad, cheap, flashy animation. It doesn't. If you play it, it's not gonna look like it doesn't. Okay. Build. Okay. It doesn't look like they're they're actually like drawn animated. They're not like the weird like jointed shit. It's all like see that's stuck the thing. Together, yeah. Like, uh, bug it's not that. Is that what you said you were playing? Bug Fables? No, yeah. it's called Grounded. Oh, Grounded. Okay, because like for some reason it's recommending something called Bug Fables. But yeah, no, like I was just looking for something to play until Microsoft Flight Simulator that comes comes out this month, right? Yeah, and I don't know. Suppose and like the world ends with you two is coming out this month. I don't know if that's gonna be any good or not, but that I love the first one, and I got the demo mm. for the the the, the new sequel on Switch, and the Switch one just runs like fucking fried ass. Which made the, the, the announcement this week that, like, this the Switch Pro is just the same old Switch, but with just an OLED, uh, OLED screen, just extra, just like, ooh. Yeah, it's almost like Nintendo fans were building it up to be something it wasn't gonna yeah, be. Yeah, I don't care about 4K can kiss my ass. I just want a Switch that runs better. Because, like, even, mm -hmm. even fucking Breath of the Wild, it was a launch title, and even that kind of ran ass. Where I'm like ass on the switch, so Jesus Christ, and like even breath, fucking Animal Crossing, <laughs> making right now kind of chugs on the switch. Jesus Christ, oh God, but yeah, um, you been playing anything? Yeah, it's nothing much on the PlayStation Five then. No, not really. I got a, I got a steering wheel for Mario Kart, so I'm gonna test that out. Ooh, for Mario Kart Eight. Do you play a lot of yeah. Mario Kart Eight still? Uh, well, John and I play it because it's got the assist mode where it basically steers oh, for you yeah. and makes you go forward for you, so he doesn't really technically have to hold any buttons and he can still, like, get through the course. Oh. Hmm. How's but he... I, I, I got, I got hit, I, I, the t steering wheel, I'm gonna say it's technically for me, but it's more for him so he can learn how to steer so he can actually drive his damn... Uh, land speeder and not just that's what I was like, trying to figure out how to bring how to it up because I know it seems to be a little bit of a touchy subject that you try to get him to use the land speeder and he won't drive it though but yeah no he will it's just he doesn't know how to steer yet yeah and he 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 which he's only three right learn. he's three and a half yeah okay yeah but uh, he's he's a very stubborn very very stubborn <laughs> he's just he's his father's like, kid yeah no, oh, that's no, really I'm not smart, stubborn though. compared to him. That's but... really smart idea, though, just to get him used to the idea of steering, though. Has he played a so lot that... of the, the Mario Kart 2, then? Yeah, he's played a lot, quite a bit on the Mario oh, okay, Kart. Okay, so it's going to be a game he he's already familiar with, but now it's just going to be a new input thing. Yeah. Oh, that's really... Did you get, like, a $300, like, super advanced? No, I got the cheap, hoary It's Mario got, like, Kart weighted they pedals have, they, and... They have, they have the fancier, heavier, you know one and they have the the mini one which is more for kids and that yeah. one also has uh like the button where the horn's supposed to be and i'm like he's gonna want to fucking punk yeah you probably could have just gone down to gamestop and like gone to their bin full of free wii accessories and just gotten like the <laughs> the mario kart wii steering wheel out of that for free i have one of those somewhere yeah i think everyone wants to go one of those somewhere that's the mario problem. didn't mario kart for the Wii come with it i think so exactly yeah, yeah. we still have like, Jojo will be cleaning house, and he'll just randomly find, like, a Wii moat behind the couch or something like that. Like, we have so many Wii accessories still littering the house. Ridiculous. Mm -hmm. God, Hells but... Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, just... Yeah, what time is it? Yeah, I guess we've, we've recorded a whole episode. We've been talking for an hour. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not quite sure what we're going to talk about next. Okay. You came up... I don't know if we want to talk about this on the show yet, but you came whatever. up with a with an interesting idea if i wanted to follow mm -hmm. your suit with you turning your half of the podcast into disney through the decades stuff mm -hmm. you suggested last week off air an interesting idea do we want to talk about this out loud on the podcast it's up to you because it's your choice yeah because i think it is a very good idea um you had suggested that if i actually have run out of things to talk about in terms of uh you know individual movies and things i haven't seen before which i haven't quite there's still a couple things i could do so, even if I decided to pull the trigger on changing my half of the podcast, it wouldn't necessarily have to be every week. But, um, you suggested that I turn my half of the podcast into an Avatar The Last Airbender thing. Because you've never mm -hmm. seen the show, right? Correct. Yeah, man. 
That's that's the only thing that horrifies me is like, oh my god, what happens if Avatar the Last Airbender doesn't hold up as well as I remember? Because it does start off super fucking slow. It mm. takes about half a dozen episodes to start getting a little bit better. And it really doesn't get really good until the second season. So, that, like, in the, I need to figure out if, like, that would just be, like, one episode a week. Mm. Or if it could be... Because, like, the episodes are, like, 20 minutes long. We could do, like, three or four episodes in a week. would still be less, as even shorter than just, like, watching a movie. Um, but... <laughs> or one episode a week sounds nice and easy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's... But, like, it's, it's almost like one of those things, though, like... Yeah, I know. The time it takes to record and edit one of these podcasts at a certain point where I'm like, I'd almost rather just kill off a big chunk of, of episodes because, like... Yeah, that's fine. Like, too. if we're going to spend two hours a week of recording and editing for only, like, to talk about 20 minutes of one cartoon where barely anything happens, it's a little, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, from, from, like, from my perspective, the time investment stuff per week is... I'd, I like at that rate. I would almost rather just record once a month and just do three, three, uh, like mm. three, couple episodes in that <laughs> it's one. Not a you bad know. idea either. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I'd rather sleep in on Sundays. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to figure out stuff. And this is I'm only mentioning this now, uh, just because this is a really good idea that I have been thinking about for the past week. And if people listening to this would be down with, like I don't know how many people who listen to this show are either Avatar fans or people. Who are not Avatar fans, but would be interested in hearing something like that. So hit us back. Let us know what you think about an idea like that. Because I do think it was a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So I do like we're coming to this point that like, yeah, I have to decide if it's worth even getting up early on a Sunday to record an episode. <laughs> if it's just going to be 20 minutes. I'm just like, oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, hit us back uh, if you have any ideas. And yeah, otherwise we're enter- entering in this new era of Target of the Party. P- past 300. I was looking up my notes to look up stuff to see... Uh, uh, on my old Tired of the Party Google document just to see if there's anything left in, uh, on my list that, like, I could do sooner rather than later. I was thinking about with Nail of I, with Nail and I, just because that's Richard E. Grant and he just showed up in Loki. Mm. Um, but I did find my notes for episode 200, mm. and I was like, oh my god, this is back when I actually invested time into the podcast, because, like, <gasps> I took expansive notes for the 200th episode about, like, the oh, best yeah. bad movies would covered, the best classic film. I forgot that I had, like, we essentially kind of gave awards out to, like, all the best and worst things we'd had done up until uh, episode 200. And yeah. I did create a list of future things I would like to talk about on the podcast someday, none of which I've done. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. We give ourselves time to figure out stuff, but... Okay. But yeah, we All that to say, up. the future's uncertain. The future, exactly. Now that yeah. is something that oh, that that is the only certain thing in the world is that the future is uncertain. Yay. Okay. So yeah. He's Mudron on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. TardyPodcast.com. Let us know your thoughts on all this garbage gook, and we'll see where we go from here. Let us know. Yeah. I hate yeah. to even bring it up because this I don't even want to risk it actually becoming a thing. Let us know if we had to do a Sonic the Hedgehog game for the podcast. <laughs> Should we do Sonic the first one no. versus Sonic no. Mania? No, you have to this... beat it multiple times. I told you that. I know. You just, you just alerted that to me to this morning and I'm going to shit my pants. I'm like, you have to play that bullshit twice? Ugh. Oh, I hate Sonic. Because Sonic just had his 30th anniversary and just, oh my god. But that's, I mean... Have you beaten a Sonic then? Or do you just know this I is what happened? I think so, back in the day. Okay, so it wouldn't be quite Before, so much when like I was thing young and I didn't know how bad Sonic was. A Sonic is so bad. It's like, mm. Okay, you just... Like, I have played that first level, uh, you know, a lot throughout my life. Going to various stores I've tried a dozen up, times, yeah. Going to various stores and it would be on the kiosk and you'd play <laughs> That's it. That's a good point, yeah. If you asked me to draw the, uh, like... If you asked me to draw World 1-1 for Mario or, like... The first world in Super Mario World, um, I could probably do it fairly well. If you asked me what the layout in the first level of Sonic, I would be like, I don't know. All I know the like first time, and there's a box, and yeah. then at some point, yeah, there's a loop, the loop, and I don't know because those levels are designed like shit. Yeah, and the fact that like Sonic, unless he's running full speed doing the loop, the loop, at which point the game pretty much takes over from you and plays itself. Sonic, ironically, is just such a slow and sluggish character 
that like oh you'd better not try uh, to jump on any kind of hill or ramp that's what i'm saying like he's gonna go nowhere you want him to and i guess it's one of those things like where once you get used to how it plays maybe that becomes less funky but just 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 going straight from like knowing how to play mario to like sonic is just like it's the antithesis of fun it's a game hates you oh you posted a uh like a somebody posting an advertisement for sonic comparing it to the mario yeah. world yeah and how slow mario world is i like the, the couple things i took away from the advertisement i like that they showed an auto scroller for mario world to uh -huh. show how slow it is exactly and also even in the commercial they, they show sonic bouncing around uncontrollably in casino zone and the, the like obviously the person getting frustrated because he's trying to go up a hill but he keeps getting bounced <laughs> down and oh it just looks miserable to play they just want to show fast action without it even like even showing like yeah Fucking Sonic, yeah, goddamn. Sonic, man. Yeah. And, it's, and it gave us Sonic fans. That's that's the worst thing. Like, like I could tolerate the game more if all the social component around it, around it wasn't just so fucking Quentin Tarantino foot fetishy gross. Yeah, <laughs> but like, oh, it just smells like cum and a used diaper. The whole Sonic thing in general. It just like something bad happened here. I don't want to know the details, but the signs are not good. Ooh. You know just... what a fun thing to do, Bill, is? What's that? Search your name, The Hedgehog. I... See what... <laughs> see what people have made up of their own first yeah, is it Would it be Bill the Hedgehog? Yeah, just do that. And You've got a cool guy with a cape. Bill the Neo Hedgehog. A... I got Bill Clinton. <laughs> you got Bill Clinton, the Hedgehog. I actually did stuff. That's a... Bill the Neo Hedgehog is actually reasonably... Ham's crawling down. And it's not like I have, like, safe search turned on, so if it was going to be anything truly disgusting, I would have probably... S yeah, no, it's actually pretty... Yeah, the results quickly just turn into Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, I get off. What, what, oh god, what Daniel the Hedgehog, what, what does this turn into? More than, more than Bill the Hedgehog had, but... A lot nothing, of green nothing hedgehogs for some reason? There must be one person out there named Daniel who's commissioning green hedgehog art from people Maybe. or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, that's all to say that was the plausible impossible. Yeah, we kind of went far afield from the original subject matter, but hey, hey welcome to the party. What are you gonna, what are you gonna, oh my god, okay. You have to beat Sonic twice. Chaos mm -hmm. Emeralds, what the fuck? Yeah, because I... Chaos I, Emeralds and then go through it again to... Cause I had just it with Gold Sonic. Yeah, as as we had talked about it, uh, earlier today when we talked about it on Twitter, I just watched the episode of of Game Center CX where Arino he beats Sonic and he gets to the end and he gets a terrible ending and one of the guys comes out and says you have to beat it the second time you have to get the KS Emeralds and he just throws his hands up in the air and says I quit this is it <laughs> and it's just like that's <laughs> do not blame that guy holy shit so yeah. although if he can beat it. That suggests that, like, it can't be that hard to play eventually. This is from the guy who could not beat Super Mario Bros. 3. Because that guy from Game Center CX, holy shit, drives me nuts with... Oh, how yeah, you bad get one of those Sonic guys. collections, Bill. You stream it, and I'll listen to you get frustrated and angry. How that? How's that work? I was so happy, because I bought Sonic Mania, because everyone was raving about how if you're going to get... If you're going to play one Sonic, this should be it. And I was so happy when I finally squeezed it off the top menu for my Switch... So I didn't have mm. to look at that that that, that face anymore. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Yeah, I was playing other games just to squeeze it off the menu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's because I was so angry at Sonic's face. Okay, we should go. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! Okay, this is it the end? Okay. All right. Yeah, this is that. Just keep filling your holes with pop culture. Fuck you, Sonic. Okay, eat ass. Fucking, fucking shove tails up a monkey's dick. Fucking. Mm. Take care. <laughs>